Hi there. You may be watching events going on in China and you may have come across the news that another Chinese developer has missed an interest payment and the property crisis in China seems to be deepening. It seems to be getting worse. I, I think the government are trying to hold things steady and, and try and avoid a total market collapse. But the, the, the market collapse, uh, I don't think it's imminent, but it, it, if it wasn't for government interference, it probably would collapse. But it definitely the crisis is growing. Uh, this, this property developer called Modern Land has followed uh, Evergrande and Fantasia by missing bond payments. And uh, this is on Tuesday. The, the National Development Bank, according to Reuters and the Reform Commission, the state administrators got together with them and told them they need to kind of basically get their act together uh, to hold their reputation and the overall market. And earlier this month, Fantasia Holdings uh, defaulted on a maturing bond payment. And you know, that, that's, that's a serious thing because you borrowed money on the, the bond market. And that means you have a rating of B or A maybe sometimes. And you know, you're trusted to pay that money back. And, and a bond is basically a type of loan. You issue a bond to somebody, they buy the bond and you pay them interest back on that bond. And then you, you uh, repay that bond back in whatever time the bond length is. It could be anything from a couple of years up to, to 10 or 20 or 30 years as in US Treasury bonds. So it, it's quite a, a serious thing when a, a company defaults on these bonds. Uh, now, now Evergrande have, have not defaulted completely yet, uh, but it has 300 million in liabilities. But overall, it's got 300 billion in liabilities. And there's another payment deadline this Friday. So it'd be interesting to see what happens there. Uh, people inside China have told me that the government won't allow the market to, to collapse completely. They'll try and paper over the cracks, as it were. Uh, but it, it does look it does look pretty serious, uh, and we hear rumours that uh, you know the sales of property for, for on Evergrande's uh, sales side is down ninety percent because people are not going to put down money to buy a property that's going to be built in three to five years time, and when you know they're they're clearly a company in trouble, why would they risk their money? Uh, Another thing about China is apparently there is a 90% uh, property owner uh, class there that most people own their, their properties. But these properties are cheaply built, thrown up shabby buildings that I, I think wouldn't stack up in the West. Uh, that They don't seem to be built to last. There's already problems in many of them with cladding falling down. Uh, there's, there's already uh, uh, a lot of empty properties that are, are unsold because people have bought them to flip them. Because in a rising market, when you buy off plan, and off plan means you're buying from the plans, literally. So they you go to a, a show flat, a showroom in a building somewhere. So this is what it's going to look like. You look at oh, this is lovely. This is of course the buildings are always empty. So you got no, you haven't got your furniture and clutter in there. So they look huge. Uh, some places even have smaller beds to, to make the bedrooms look bigger. But anyway, you walk around and then they, they, you know, a nice, handsome or pretty girl says, this is what you do. And, you know, the market's going up and, and we're putting the prices up every month by one or two percent. Yeah, of course, they're putting their own prices up. That's not the market prices, is it? And, uh, you know, so they're, they're, it looks like there's this shortage, you know, oh, I've got to buy now because next month they're putting the price up again. But would you like to secure today's price? All you need to put down is a small deposit and then you can pay X amount per month. And, and properties are sold like this by 
uh, developers with Chinese connections, even in places like the Philippines, where they're, they're building massive amounts of property. And it's very easy for uh, an overseas worker or a local person to buy them because you don't need very much money down. Uh, you don't need to be qualified like, like a mortgage because you're paying the, the company this money. So people buying, I don't quite know how it works in China, but in, in most countries you'd be paying a deposit down of X amount and then you pay a monthly, sometimes called amortization payment. So you're paying off a bit of your loan each month, but that's not going to, to, to buy the property for you in the three to four or five years that it, it would take to build it. So at some point they're going to ask for a bigger amount. They're going to say, right, now we want a lump of payment to, and they're using your money to build it, right? So they, they're going to say after maybe a couple of years, right, we want 20% from you, or you know, eventually you'll come to the end and they'll say, right, we want the balance that you owe. Uh, so it depends on how much you've been paying over that period. And then they'll say, right, we want the balance. And that could be 50, 60, 70, 100,000 pounds. So people have either got to find that money from their own resources or take out a mortgage or even borrow from the company. They'll say, right, we'll lend you the money, but it's going to cost you 12 or 13%. And if you don't pay that balance, they take the property back from you, you lose your money and they sell it off to somebody else. Uh, but so, so that's the way that kind of market works. In, and it mostly seems to be on high rise apartments in, in the case of companies like Evergrande. And you know, as I said, these properties are not really well built. Um, they, they, and when, when a lot of people are buying them to flip, if they can't flip them at the end of the, the period, then, then, then they're going to be stuck with them. And that, that's, that, that is a problem for them. And are they going to be able to complete on them? Do they default on the payment and say, well, we can't play them, take the keys back? What, what happens? So that's why there's a lot of buildings. Even if they can complete on them, the buildings may stay empty. That means it, it looks like a ghost town. There's poor management, maybe. They could fall into disrepair. Uh, they, you know, you could have squatters, all these sorts of things can happen. And it's not, not a very nice situation. So it looks like they've overbuilt on these types of properties. And, uh, you know, the other thing about China is that the, the, build, the, the property there is effectively leased through government ownership. Uh, they, I don't think they're selling off land as such. So, you know, you've got to pay, but you're just going to have this property for a maximum of maybe 50 to 70 years. And many people are saying that those properties will probably be demolished after 30 to 50 years, even before the end of its natural lifespan, and the developer will then just build again. Now, I don't like that kind of investment for me, um, you know, to know that you're buying something maybe on a 25 year mortgage and then 30 or 40 years time, it's going to be demolished. Then what happens then? You have to sort of buy again or build again. Developer makes an another load of money. So that to me is not, not a great investment. Uh, I know the buy-to-let market is big there, but the government don't want this. They don't want uh, all the properties being bought by buy-to-let investors. They want to equalize the economy a bit and, and level up, as, as they're saying. So they've, they've imposed taxes on, on property. They, they've, they've told them they can't borrow so much. And this is causing this liquidity problem. Now, why does this matter? Well, property makes up 25% of, of China's GDP. It's a major aspect of their, their overall economy. So a property market collapse will have a serious effect on, on the overall economy. And you might be saying, well, what has this got to do with me? I I'm not, don't live in China. I'm not buying a property in China. You know, I'm in the UK, I'm in Australia, I'm in Canada. Well, it, it does matter because China's economy matters to the rest of the world. It's the second largest economy. Uh, we're already seeing a supply shortage of goods, you know, due to you know, increased shipping costs, uh, um, 
you know, a slowdown in, in China's economy overall, partly due to, they say, energy crisis. They haven't got enough coal. They're entering into winter now without enough coal. And a property crash in China will mean less demand for commodities, many of them coming out of places like Australia, for instance, uh, Brazil, so Russia. So all, the, all these things will, will affect the rest of the world in one way or another, it will have an effect. And, you know, building materials and, and ultimately Chinese people spending on, on luxury brands. I mean, Louis Vuittons and coming over to London and going on shopping sprees. I'll be going to see a slowdown in, in that market if there's problems with the, with the Chinese economy. Well, I think there will be. And also China's developers are heavily invested in other countries, you know, particularly in places like London, New York, um, you know, Canada, Australia, and, and in, in places like the Philippines and other Asian countries, you know, uh, Malaysia and, and, and these other countries where there's another sort of property booms going on all over Asia, wherever you look, there's cranes in the sky. So that, that will affect things because there'll be less money out, outward coming out of China to invest in things uh, in in the rest of the world. And, and Chinese uh, property developers not only have projects abroad, but they're also big buyers of properties in, in London uh, and, and Sydney uh, and, and, and Toronto and Manila, where incidentally prices seem to be reaching record levels. It's no coincidence that in those countries that there's already a property bubble looming, I think. It's, some of these places are the most overpriced property markets in the world. You know, Sydney, Auckland, Toronto, Vancouver, uh, London to a lesser extent, I think, because London's prices have cooled in, in the last year or so. But uh, I don't think London is totally dependent on Chinese buyers, but many other countries might be. Uh, so that, that could have an effect around the world. You know, the old saying that, um, you know, when America sneezes, the rest of the world catches a cold. It, it is true for China as well, maybe, because they, they are, you know, not only exporting around the world, but they're importing stuff as well. So it will, it will affect you. So I would just say, just watch this space, watch what happens, keep, keep looking at my, my, my videos and, and like and subscribe my channels on, on YouTube and here uh, and, and listen to my podcast because I, I will keep you informed as, as things develop. But, you know, with inflation rising in the UK, in, in Germany and, and, and America and interest rates going up very soon here in the UK, as it's been already leaked here, the interest rates will go up to a quarter percent. We could see the Federal Reserve do the same thing in America. You know, there's never been a more important time to stay informed financially, even if you're not financially minded now. There's never been a better time to stay informed, especially if you're an investor, especially if you want to invest in property. Now, property, although we, we talk about uh, there might be a property bubble, but, you know, if property prices go up, down or sideways, you can still make money from property. In fact, if, if there is a property crash in the UK uh, and other countries, many investors will be rubbing their hands against they're right we can pick up some bargains now so the time is now to get ready really get ready for changes get ready for a possible downturn and just try and learn about these things now can you make from money from property even if you've got no money even if you don't have any money to put down well the answer is yes and in fact there's a recurring income summer summit coming up which will include property it's a two-day session uh, it's going to be online uh, from from the, the the 29th and 30th of of October, so it's coming up very very soon, and you can sign up for free. Uh, so it's a recurring income su summit, which will give you uh, a, a very good insight to how you can make money on the side. Maybe you can make money from uh, 
whether, whether it's property, whether it's online income, whether it's uh, from, from social media. Uh, so what they're gonna do in this two-day summit is get together a load of gurus from you know, Rob Moore, John Lee, uh, Candice Mama, um, Kevin McDonald, Paul Ohmhoney, and, and lots of other people talking, and Simon Corset, another internet entrepreneur. All these people have made millions and millions of pounds themselves and dollars. So they'll be teaching you strategies where you can make money from recurring income. That, that is, you can make money that will give you passive income on the side. And uh, and that, that will include property as well, uh, because it's not just about um, uh, making money in property. You might be interested in property. You might think, well, how can I make money from other areas? How can I make money from, from social media? How can I make money just from putting stuff out, using the knowledge that I've got to put, put that out there into the marketplace, to become a consultant maybe, to become a coach. All these things will be discussed in this, 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 uh, this recurring income summit. And it's all online. You can do it from the com comfort of your home. It's nothing to lose. Sign up for free and uh, do, do it now. I'll put up a link here and, and please go ahead and sign up for that. And that will be in a couple of days time in, on the 29th to the 30th of October. So, so thanks for listening. And in this market where things are changing, there's never been a better time to start learning about things and, and to try and develop a second income stream. Most of the you know, millionaires, multimillionaires and billionaires have more than one stream of income. Their, their, their eggs are not in one basket, believe me. So, so doing this sort of thing, learning how you can make some money on the side without necessarily giving up your job is, is, is you know, you've got nothing to lose. So please sign up for the, the recurring income summit if you want to make some money on the side and have a recurring income that may even eventually replace your job. So thanks for listening. Have a great day and click on the link below, which I'll put up right now. Thank you.